You are listening to the 312 Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Kuba. My name is Nick Sperry. I'm Manuel. And I'm Steven. Excited to join you guys today. Hey, we're happy to have you. This week, we continue our discussion about being a new player in the game of X-Wing, and we move Break It or Buy It to Extended, and we have a lot more to talk about, starting with the Windy City Trials. Nick uh, did a great job. Woot, woot, woot. I was saying woot, 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 woot. Like, oh. Woot, woot, woot. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, no, it really like, did like, we, 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 Yeah, I got the vibe. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I wasn't, like, I wasn't supposed to mention the Windy City Trials. Woot, woot, woot. <laughs> Gotta be more pronounced when I say woot. Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, yeah. it was a weak woo. Yeah, well... <laughs> Everybody but one coward was able to make it. The specific coward. We will not. We will not. We will not call out by name. However, his name does rhyme with Ranny. But we, I'll leave you oh, all man. to figure out the be? mystery. Who could it be? <laughs> because somebody decided not to bring out his five T seventies, but it was a great event. Yeah. Uh, it was probably. I think it's like our fifth event that we've hosted at Good Games. Both uh, now our second official event. We had a world's invite to give away. We'll talk about that um but i just wanted to thank you guys for being there and everybody who watched and um just another awesomely successful event i can i'm very fortunate that i uh get to uh i i have to i'm a to and you know running the stream and, and and judging and everything in between and somehow it wasn't stressful everybody had a good time and it just went very well so yeah we very brought fortunate. donuts and it was the turkey trot of yeah. course yeah, no food, turkey was had. Excellent. Yeah. Did you have a donut, Stephen? I forgot about them, to be honest. Like, I remember <laughs> oh, in the no. morning, it was just like, donuts, that's going to be great later. And then, like, later arrived, it's like, and then the donuts were, were, were off the brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, one of those things. It's they're just like kind of a window where it feels acceptable to have a donut. And I think once you get to a certain point, it's just like, you just, you just don't even think about it anymore if you do have it. Like, have you guys ever had a donut? Like, there's no other food option available but a donut. You have it like 4 or 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And it just is like, I'm eating this right now. It's like, it's you know, who doesn't love donuts? But it's just, it's just it feels off to eat one so much later as an afterthought than when, you know, you have them for breakfast like most people do. I, I had one at noon. It was good for the blood sugar. Yeah, good for the dice. I'm not crazy about donuts, to be honest. I could. Well, uh, that's really why care. you weren't invited. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I was going to so when I was a little kid, I thought all adults got to eat donuts for breakfast every day. And <laughs> and then when I first started working, I realized I was 100% correct. <laughs> I, yeah. My my first office had like donuts all the time. Uh, even at my job now, people bring in like donuts and baked goods at like every day. It, it, it's it's ironic considering you work in the dental field. Man, uh. there is so much sugar at my office. Like, uh, it's there are bowls of candy everywhere, and I've I've realized that like if you want to it's a candy based economy that that runs in my office on on like getting things done um we i think it's like there's a hubris that's like we know who the best dentists are so uh yeah we're just all caution to the wind and we're gonna just put as much sugar on our teeth as possible or we're doing it to stay like hey dentist we support you we are with our own bodies we are gonna make sure that you yeah. stay in business exactly like you create the problem and then you sell the solution that's right that's yeah. just true that, capitalism it's it's, it's it's it is true the truest form absolutely 
Um, yeah. But I do want to get. I do want to make sure that we spend enough time talking about the important things, which is donuts and dentistry. But and your teeth, um, yeah. I, I will. I will. We will. Uh, real quick, I want to throw over to uh, just the winner of the uh, Windy City Trials and giving Jared Mackert a proper shout out. Um, and Steven, I'm going to nominate you, if you don't mind, going to the uh, Roll Better link I put in the, the notes. And after I read off Jared's list, if you can read off the uh, second place list, sure. Colfax, sure. Uh, who brought a super interesting, fun, and off, slightly off-meta list from what we're used to seeing. Um, but Jared, who won his World's Invite, again, congratulations, he brought Empire. He brought Battle of Yavin Vader in the TIE Advance, who's, of course, six points. He got Merrick Steel with Swarm Tactics and Passive Sensors. If you're wondering why he brought that, I'll get to it in a second, because the next two pilots, it starts to make a little bit more sense. You've got two bombers, Tomax Bren uh, with, uh, this is the Build Your Own with Saturation Salvo Barrage Rockets and Bomblet Generator. Captain Jonas with Saturation Salvo Barrage Rockets and Bomblet Generator. And Lieutenant Laurier with Sensitive Controls, Lone Wolf, and Targeting Computer. The list has a lot going for it. However, one of the things that I talked to Jared about on uh, the, at the end of the stream when I had him on and I was interviewing him about his last game was uh, the weakness of Jonas at I-4. And so he decided to address that by giving Merrick swarm tactics so that he can uh, swarm him up to I-5 in initiative kill ships that would threaten him or at least trade shots at I-5, which is the sweet spot, it seems, these days. So it's a cool list. Do uh, you guys have any thoughts on it? I, I, I thought it was... Pretty clever what he did with Merrick specifically. Yeah, definitely. I, I, it's always great to see the off medalists too. Um, and I also did like the inclusion of Larir for three points. It gave something for the opponents to go go after, but did a really great job at like hovering that board edge. Um, and and by, when I say like go after, I mean every shot that's going to Larir, that's not shots that are going into the bombers, which can be like the, the meat and potatoes of this list. Yeah, speaking of meat and potatoes, but you know, we're recording this right before Thanksgiving. So I hope y'all had your meat and potatoes for Thanksgiving. That's my probably the only time I'm gonna make another uh a meat and potatoes reference <laughs> myself. <laughs> it is a good analogy though, for sure, for the mm -hmm. list, because I, I definitely agree. Um so yeah, Jared, congrats. Um Steven, what did you think of his list? And then feel free to follow up with Colfax's. For, uh, for certain. And it doesn't look like I have access to um, to Colfax's list, but yeah, you know, they're, they're hidden. Where, I mean, I know Jared's, but like, she's been going to so many of the store championships, like, mm -hmm. I mean, throughout the season. And um, I know, like, like, he and I talk on a, on a pretty consistent basis and, like, um, really kind he of. He gave you a shout out, man. He, he yeah. said he's, he, he's crediting the win partially to you. <laughs> you can watch it back on the stream. We, yeah, we, like, yeah cool. he was yeah incredibly kind but no it's just one of those things where i mean he really kind of fell in love with the bombers and, and i think it was just and i think i mean whenever you have an opportunity to, to to fly a list for i mean for an extended period of time that you find the nuances to the list um and then it really puts you in a, in a position to be successful in a, in a tournament and i mean especially when you've got i mean um a field as deep as um as the Turkey Trot Store Championship was, I mean, it. I think having that experience, like um, under his belt, really, really made a big difference for him. So, yeah, I was super excited yeah. for him. Yeah. Um. So the lists are unhidden. I don't know. I thought I had unhidden. I, I. Yeah. I, I, I had have... unhid them before, but they're now unhidden. Um. And yeah, thanks for linking uh, the list fortress link as well, Andrew. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, um, no. So, 
And it was four. Let's see if I can. So Colfax and Jared played in the final table. Um, and Colfax brought Rebels, which is, which is a classic matchup. Yeah. So looking looking at uh, um, Colfax's list, he had uh, Harris Harris Dula in the uh, in the B wing with proton cannons, plasma torps, stabilized S foils, the uh, B six blade wing prototype, and West weapon systems officer. Um, Battle of the Avenue, Luke Skywalker. Which feels like main staple in just about every rebel list, and then Gina Moonsong also in the in the B wing. So, a couple of B wings in the list with FCS proton cannons, plasma torps, and stabilized S foils. Dutch Bander with dorsal turret, plasma torps, R three astromech, and bomber generator. He must have been listening to your to you guys last week, as he knew it's like up. Oh, Dutch is going to be where it's at, and then <laughs> uh, and then a lone wolf with uh, with Sabine in the in the the tile end fighter. Um, yeah, so I remember looking like looking at the table. I was like, "Huh, like that's a different rebel list." So super excited. Two B wings, like, not one, right, two. Right? Yeah, yep. two. So it's a rare sight. Um. So yeah. Wait, what did you say? What did you say, Manny? It's a rare sight. Yeah, there, yeah. You, that's your one. It's your one line for the next ten minutes. Oh two. yeah, straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just. I mean, super excited to. I mean, to see some like. To see something different, rebel wise. Um, I mean, Luke, I mean, Luke is the main staple, but the rest of those pieces. I mean, even Sabine yeah. is a little bit of a wrinkle with with Lone Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and now it's definitely one of those things where, like, I mean, if you put them in, if you put them in position for success, like that list is going to hit hard. Um, it's called Shield Removal Service, right? Because of all the plasma torpedoes, and which a couple things I want to point love, out. Love the pieces. Yeah, a couple things I want to point out is the the with with the foils, of course, you can you know you can spend your lock to perform that bonus attack, and both of them being able to fire plasma torpedoes, and then especially with Hera specifically with weapon system officer blade wing uh, um, kind of awards that crew slot um, or gunner gunner slot rather, um, you get to uh, you get to acquire a lock back to spend to do a proton cannon, so. The Gina and Hera can basically double tap ridiculously powerful munitions. So if you light up bullseye on a medium or large base, that is pretty popular right now. I mean, it yep. certainly removes more than just shields. Yeah. Um, and then also, too, if she doesn't, you get the extra lock from Dutch. If she doesn't use it at the end of turn, she can pass it, too, which is huge. Yeah. Yep. Dutch is... Uh, Dutch has always been a great st- support staple in a list. I think it's just finding a way for him to just be a little threatening as well, which mm-hmm. dorsal turret gives him that extra turret coverage. R3 astromech gives him a little bit more for himself and bomblets, you know, we've seen what bomblets can do uh, for four points. I mean, I certainly understand um, it's a little tough. Dutch is like a three and a half point ship, I think in people's eyes, but uh, you know, Colfax, uh, he, he won out through Swiss. He won every game of Swiss. And yeah, you know, ultimately he was four and one. So clearly uh, he was able to make this work in his games. Yeah. And I think he fits so well in this list is because like, if you're shooting a Dutch, then you're ignoring Harrow, Luke and Gina to your, to your detriment. Right. I, I was going to say the same thing. Um, if, if you're not focusing down Hera and Gina, you know, D- Dutch, I'm not as worried about losing Dutch early in this list. Yeah. Their list doesn't rely on Dutch, um, right? Which is why Dutch. I think people criticize Dutch and don't want to build with him, is because they try to build around him, and then he dies in the second or third round, mm-hmm. and gets ionized or whatever, and it all falls apart. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. So you have to make a choice. You, you know, Gina and Dutch combined are only eight points, 
and then you still get, I think, good value with as you always do with Luke and then Hera. Hera's the I think Hera's up in the air. She has the initiative kill potential. She has the ability to do a lot of damage with spending the lock to do a double tap. She's just she's still in a B wing. That's that's you know compared to yeah. same ability in an A wing. People tend to lean into the one point cheaper for three agility but less damage output. Um, yeah, but Hera A wing doesn't do damage. He almost never does. Right. Well, and and I think Hera too. It's the high initiative, the double tap, and the ability and her pilot ability to pass the the target lock too. Yeah, Manny, what do you think of uh, this rebel list? Oh yeah, it's like unique list. I'm happy that uh, two B wings are in there. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's I don't I don't have that much to say that hasn't already been said. Just happy that uh, the B wings are actually playable, or that people are are just now starting to realize the potential. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Store champs create a safe space, I think, for people to bring like slightly off meta lists, and because of the sample size and the the you know, just it's an environment where I think you can actually succeed and 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 learn a lot about maybe some other op- options that are are good. Um, versus if you were to go to like a Gen Con or something, I think there's a little bit more pressure to list build a little bit differently. Um, just depending on what your goals are at the event, right? Competitively, versus what you can do at a store champ. So I think. And Colfax yes, loves B-Wings. Was, it's his all-time favorite ship, and he's always stuck say, to his yeah. guns. And uh, I, I love if, that. If anyone him. knows how to fly B-Wings well, it's Colfax. And he's been putting him on the table since I've known him. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, though, our store championships, man, they feel like Gen Con. <laughs> like, dude, we rock it, man. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm proud of us and I'm proud of just, like, the events. And, yeah, I, I agree. I think there is kind of a competitive vibe that, yeah, it's fun, but it, you know, it feels like there's a lot on the line, and it's still just a store champ. But when you throw World's Invite in there as well, I there's mean, a little Steven, bit more. Yeah, edge. Steve, Steven is is one of them, but I'm sure you could you could back me up. When I look around at our store championships, I I see actual champions like just all around. Oh, for certain, and it's I mean, it's one of those things where I mean, in any given tournament, there's like well, probably like half the field has a realistic chance of like of of winning it, and that's I mean. And I think that's, yeah. that's a credit. And I mean, you know, when we traveled down to Gen Con, there's like, I mean, looking around the number of folks from the Chicagoland area that, I mean, that had really good runs and made it to like several of whom, which made it, made it to Sunday. I mean, not a surprise like when you're going to a store championship and like just seeing really high yeah. quality play. Um, I mean, I mean, across the field. So no, I feel really fortunate to have the the caliber of players that we have just locally in the area that we get to practice and play against all the time. Yeah. Yeah, if someday I'll be able to beat Steven. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I just whenever I play Steven, you're my grip tonight, man. I mean I was <laughs> you you are you're like, no, not today, my friend. <laughs> I mean, I was glad that I that I traveled and I came back. It's like, oh, you want to start championship. I'm like, like, good job, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to prove it to you at Gen Con that it didn't suck. I'm like, all right, like, like look, Steven, I promise. But we didn't, we didn't promise you better than me yeah. when we play so each other. We didn't get to play Gen Con, so I, I I was I was hoping for it, but it uh yeah. Yeah, the pairings were uh the pairings said no. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, what a what a time though. Seriously. Uh man. I mean our closest game was by one point, so I, I will never forget. Like, hey, you never know. Games like that. Those close. are the ones you want to be in though. Look, when whether that's you win sure. or you lose, it's like that's I mean you walk away, it's like that like that was a great yeah. game of X Wing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, but overall at this event, I mean we had great turnout. We this is this is one thing that I think is I really want to emphasize, you know, something that during our announcements at the beginning of the day, just, you know, hey, everybody, 
we have enough people for a world's invite and this like resound like round of applause right after saying that you know i just think that it's uh so for some folks it's hard to make it out to an event that is deemed yeah. official you know at least under amg's guidelines and being able to blow past that by about six players is, is great yeah, absolutely so. Um, we're fortunate to yeah. be in that situation where we can pull players from all oh, over. I will say, though, speaking of uh, off-medalists, uh, Steven, you flew uh, Scum. Yes, let's talk about it. Quite a bit of Scum, too, at, at our tournament. but Yeah, I think there was three? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there was any FO. There was, there was like, mm. no first order. Yeah, no I'm looking through order. the list right now, and there was a lot of Empire. There is, I see your list, Steven. I see some... I see... A couple one of resistance, separatist. one separatist, which was of all things yeah. double scimitars, which was Tim, fourth. one of our uh, locals. Uh, yeah, my only yeah. loss today was against the scimitars. Yeah. So, so talk about the list, Stephen. I'm still very proud of you. You, you did the thing. <laughs> we got to see it on stream. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where I mean, yeah, when you reached out, I was like, hey, can you put together a boba list? Is like, yeah, that's a done deal, <laughs> and um. No, so it was it was one of those things where I mean, when they when they did the the last points adjustment and, and Boba stayed up at nine points and his loadout got reduced and I don't know it was one of those things where I mean I didn't want to like I didn't want to find myself in a position of not having veteran tail gunner and not like both not having veteran tail gunner and not having a bomb on him because Boba needs a bomb um, and so. When it put the math out, I was like, well, I can keep Fearless and Contraband, and IGEDAD slides in perfectly. Um, and like having the like having double tokens of Boba always feels always feels quite good. Um, and putting him next to the Mandalorian, which felt uh, felt very very thematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, there was I think it was the stream match that you had had that I remember watching. Uh, the person was uh, the person had Mando in the list and. It took Mando a long time to get into like into the the fight in that match, mm-hmm. and and then he wrecked face at the end, and I was like, that feels like a lo- like that feels like a great spot for Lone Wolf because if he's just kind of off chilling on his own, um, he's going to get a lot of value out of that. And I would say that I mean, throughout the day, probably, I mean, I mean, probably every five like for every five rounds, like maybe one of them's like, well, he would be too close to a friend, but when you're only flying three ships then it's, it's not hard to get normal to, to, to proc on him. Um, and then absolutely with the remaining five points, it's like, well, that feels like a man, a man room sized, um, hole. And, <laughs> with notorious. Um, yes. Yeah. So it was, yeah. So it was one of those things where it was like, well, like when I was trying to figure out like, well, what's going to be the right balance. Like I wanted to have, I mean, uh, a gunner that would have, that could take advantage of stress and so like bt1 felt like a good like a good spot um and ordinarily like you usually want to have contraband on um on like on on the uh, on the jump master but it's like well that's not going to fit if i want the reroll droid and notorious all at the same time so it's like well we're just gonna we're gonna drop the the point in the illicit slot to to grab uh dead man switch which definitely came in handy in the stream um and uh yeah, so like yeah. those three ships, it was it was just it was an absolute blast to fly, um, and I know like I, when it was uh, we had the chance to to watch it uh, earlier like uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, there was someone that had yeah so, someone had uh, mentioned like mentioned that it's just like Steven seems surprised he won, and to be honest, I really was because I mean Matt Matt's an outstanding player because he flew the same list 
when you guys streamed out uh, at Dungeon Cat and went three wins and a draw, so finished in second place. So, yeah, to be able to pull that out, I was super stoked. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, anytime I can get Boba on the table, it's like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun day. And I, I, um, I could tell you were having fun, Steven, because like, I mean, <laughs> this is, this is no, this is no slight to you, but you were vocal the whole event. Like when you would like role plays, you're like, oh, and when, like when you would get your rerolls or something crazy would happen, like we could tell that something <laughs> exciting <laughs> was happening with Boba or something related to your, to, you know, to, to Boba or whatever. And it's just like, I know that I've played at a few events with you and you know, maybe you certainly have had moments where you've like kind of exclaimed or something, but I just felt like there was a lot more excitement around around your games, which is which is awesome. I mean, yeah. like that night we would be streaming and you know, we would hear something happen, we would both look up like we kinda like kinda wanted to know what happened, but like we couldn't because <laughs> we were streaming, you know. So uh yeah, I mean it was great to put you on stream and you know, I, I Boba is just such great content for for a stream. I mean just the, the will he won't he will where will he go can he get into rage one how many re-rolls is he within range of a re-roll like yep. all and when he dies he's worth nine points it's just so many yeah, points it was it was definitely one of those things where like i mean the games that i won boba lived and the games that i lost mm. boba died um so right just, um because i think it was my round three match which was uh which was uh I'm trying to remember what was round three chance um he had two shots into my like the first round of engagement and he, he had ruled all blanks um, on defense and so it's like well there's half points um so it's just like um it's like well this is it was an upward climb to begin with and then after that it's like well uh, we're gonna try real hard to keep it close-ish and i mean i felt fortunate because both my losses were tw- like um i lost 21 15 both times so it was like it kept it close and then yeah the last like my last round match was uh assault and yeah that one that one felt real good because it's like i mean probably average like three three objective points around and um, which felt which felt fantastic because having all those large and medium base ships out there is just like well we're we're gonna we're gonna be king of the hill for the ones that were near and um, so that yep. was yeah yeah that was quite fun nice yeah Manny remember you and I used to play, practice Bo I, I used to practice that Boba list against you for a while oh yeah yeah that's why <laughs> I'm like, like, like oh wait he's actually very good <laughs> that's, yeah that's he's annoying what, that's as hell Nick does yep. to, so uh, good to new players in Chicago he flies boba yep. against them it's like here's <laughs> okay a, i want to introduce you to two boba weeks ago Fett. he was playing against a new player and he was literally flying darth vader in tight defender no wait no, no no i didn't even use the ability until like until i needed to demonstrate how abilities worked but i was okay, just but like... still though <laughs> let the record show it's like this hey is, man this is how to fly darth vader uh, yeah and crush your opponent's soul <laughs> No, no. I think my my take is with new players. If you want to demo a game with like you know, you want to demo a game with like people that you know, heroes yeah. that people recognize and yeah, villains that people ships. recognize from Star Wars. Like, so he he had Luke. Yeah, and I had Vader. So screw you, man. <laughs> it's a very one sided fight. Just based on the list alone, but okay. <laughs> I mean, you should have fought like I don't know, like Finn in the pods. Like people know Finn. They give give them a I don't, I don't own that. I've never owned the couch. <laughs> yeah. And also he's too expensive for what he's worth. He's trash. <laughs> Just like his character. But no, I mean, yeah, it, it's all right. God, Manny, yeah, Manny, you got opinions. some you, you, You're late and you jump in with the hottest yeah. of spicy takes. <laughs> like, bro, but, I, I hate my own faction. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just in there to play the chassis, but I hate oh, the faction. Yeah. And you even and you even don't show up. You you really are really, you're yeah. really fortifying her. <laughs> That's all right. I I picked up the uh, the five T seventy list and ran with it. Yeah, Andrew picked yeah. 
Did Slack, you see his yeah. game on? Did you see his game, Annie, on our stream? He played. Uh, I said it was on, Scott. Yeah, I said it was unable to. I only watched, I believe, the last game or the second oh, to yeah. last game. Yeah, I think I remember in the chat. Yeah, um, yeah. No, Andrew did did a good job flying the, the T70s. He played against a player that we all know, Will Scott, in his Republic yeah. list, and he did a good job of holding his own and beating him by two. Points. I think it was by four points, three or four points. Yeah, I was gonna hear. Yeah, because uh, he and I kind of practiced like a day or two before, and I'm happy I was able yeah, to contribute. Time. If I no, did, you absolutely wanna... did. Um, yeah. You you are the sole reason why for everyone. Uh, well, I I honestly would say probably. Um, I went home and I changed a lot of my list based on uh, uh, what I discussed with Manny in our playtesting. So yeah, I would say that some credit yes. would definitely be given to Manny for for the record that yeah. I had. And you had you had you had the Manny dice. Uh, the, the the experience of Manny's D seventy dice is hot reds <laughs> from like the first like first like couple of rounds, and then just like starting to fall apart. Like for a couple yeah. of good shots oh that you want to land, like how you couldn't kill an arc one seventy on one hole. It's yep. like oh, you like come on, I, come I, on. I was going to. I knew. I, I ended up having. I turned a range one shot into a range zero one by accidentally um, bumping the. Uh, the arc when i moved oh, yeah. it and honestly i, I saw that when i was thinking I about that, it too yeah. maybe it's good if, if your hands are shaking a lot because you're like nervous um probably just better to have the judge just move your ship for you if it's gonna be that close <laughs> yeah. yeah i i remember distinctly seeing that and being like oh he just accidentally bumped it when yep. he was picking up the ship and that it fit but it's just oh no it's, it's fair i think to just it, kinda... once you bump the ship especially in tournament play there's no way to prove that it would have fit otherwise the rule is if, if you bump it, then it probably, you know, then kind of means it bumped. Anything else about the tournament before we, um, we continue on here? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with, uh, I had a great time. It was a lot of fun and yeah, I was happy to see so many different lists there. So many different good friends and people there. Uh, Steven, is there anything that you noticed about the, the tournament that you wanted to, to point out? Yeah, it's just, I mean, a couple like lasting thoughts was, I mean, everyone seemed to have a lot of fun. Um, and even like, yeah. mentioned, just like right, like people, like people just genuinely had a, had a good time from from start to finish. They thought it was telling that, like, um, I think for the most part, like everyone played all all their matches, which is which yeah. is always which is always great. Um, and then prize like, helps, Stephen. Um, the prize support helps for sure with that. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing. So I, I noticed when I was on stream, like, um, it looked like you guys had were wondering, like, there was two two gentlemen that were kind of standing in front of the the the, the player camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. And those were um, those are two of my dearest friends um, on the on the planet. Like we we went we were in first oh, wow. grade together. So um, so that was those were uh, my oh, friends okay. were like Dom, um, Dom and Tom. So they they came out to um, to watch me play. And so it was yeah, I was uh, super excited to have them there. And so if you're wondering like, who are those guys, like yeah yeah, um, they kept coming long, back. I was like wow, these yeah, guys really yeah. are curious about X Wing. They keep yeah, coming like long, back. Yeah yeah, long long time friends. So yeah, that's so very cool. And, cool. Yeah, since wow. first grade. So yeah, it was so awesome to to, to have them out. And uh, Dominic had actually um, like was in town for the weekend because his brother Tom was always planning on coming. And then he's like, "Hey, I'm going to see Steven." It's like, "You want to come?" It's like, "Yeah, let's let's check this out." And so yeah, they had they had a blast as well. Like it was super fun for them to to see um, see a game that they hadn't really been exposed to before. But they're like, like if you say it's cool, then it's like we're we're down to come and check it out. So yeah, they had they had a really good time as well. So that's awesome. Yep. 
there there was a, a family that was uh, wondering what we were doing they were watching some of the games so i i showed them told them like the basics of what it was yeah yeah no it's uh, i think people are always shocked like especially the player people the magic the gathering and flesh and blood players who walk in they're like wait a oh. minute what's all these Star Wars players have taken over our store. What, what one of my game? favorite things that we can do sometimes is like if, if you go out to just a, a bar or a coffee house and uh, start playing X-Wing, you will get a crowd around you like so quick and everyone wants to talk Star Wars with you because it's like immediately recognizable. And uh, yeah, yeah, we like you always just have this crowd of people just watching. And it's like one of the coolest things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. I thank you guys for for the 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 kind words about the events and steven i appreciate you you making the effort to come out andrew of course i'm glad that covid didn't oh, stop you that you were it, able to it make out it out of our friends as well though, had a good time yeah oh, never stops covid covid yep. still exists and, people. Uh, it seems to claim one in. one player for every windy city trial <laughs> that's true that's <laughs> just like this time it wasn't happens me. it seems yeah 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 right it was somebody else's turn i guess but uh, good yeah, news is everybody's exactly. okay so that's 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 good um i wanted to talk about something else that i think is really important to to x-wing besides just the store champs that we've been able to have is is uh price support and uh you know the the etsy shops and the kind of the unsung heroes the people who pretty much provide all of our gaming components that we know and love and that we have custom made for us and that we feature on every table and um you know i i first of all uh before we dive into this i want to give a shout out to strata strike who is partnering with us moving forward, including sponsoring our uh, in-person events. So uh, we'll drop a link in the description for the uh, episode. You can click on that link and use uh, coupon code 312SQUADRON. That's a capital S in Squadron. Everything else is lowercase in one word for 15% off the whole store. Just wanted to thank Mark Ewell at Strata Strike for uh, being so generous with uh, helping us with all of our previous event support and uh, helping everybody in the community, him and all the other great uh, Etsy shops and creators alike. So, um, what is what does it mean to you guys? The uh, you know your your acrylic templates, like your your tokens, your stickers, all these things. Like, you know, what is that? What's the connection for you all? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost is that I mean, all the Etsy shop owners that I've ever had the chance to like to interact with, I mean, they really care about the game, and it, like, and so it's it's one of those things where I mean, to have the chance to support the people that are supporting the game is huge. Um, and I think it's it's also one of those things where, like, I mean, when you put, I mean, whether it's templates or tokens, like, where did you get those? It's like, oh, like, it, yeah. came, like it came from this shop. And it's like, I'm the, like, I need to go check that out. Um, and, I mean, it's also one of those things where, I mean, I mean knowing that the amount of time and effort that, go, that goes into that, like, there's just, I mean, for me, there's such a huge appreciation for folks that, I mean, really kind of take that on as a, I mean, I mean, as a small, as a small business, because I mean, there's, I mean, deadlines and, and like, um, and like production quality and, and all those things that, that are, that, that have to go into like, for someone to be able to use those is just, um, I mean, they really do go above, above and beyond to, to make like the, the in-person experience just, it adds just like a, I mean, an aesthetic to the, I mean, to the board that, um, that, I think for for a lot like for a lot of players, it it really does I mean just add to the enjoyment of the game. I, I was going to say, uh, Stephen, you have like you make custom cards, and the first time that I met you, you handed me a bunch of just some of the coolest like custom cards. 
and uh, I was playing mm-hmm. Empire, so you you hooked me up with some awesome like double sided uh, Vader that had the Defender and the X One, um, but you have like a whole bunch of other ones. So I thought that was that was awesome that you just have something to hand out from from your uh, from your store. Yeah, it's well, and that's like, and for me, it's like I don't even have a shop. It's it's one of those things where um, having talked with some like having talked with I mean, some friends that have had Etsy shops is just like. Um, like when I listen, that's like whoa, like that that's that sounds stressful. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. it's like for me, it's just like one of those things where I mean, I've got um over the like over the span of the uh, uh the pandemic, um, uh, Shane Mock, who's who did some really amazing um online events out of Singapore, had connected me with his plastic card vendor, uh, which is all, all my print solutions, and they they do I mean yeah, really really outstanding so nice. work. Um, so it's like um so you send the arts and they pr- like they print it up and. Um, and so, I mean, for me, it's just like to have an opportunity because I mean, I can remember, I mean, the first tournament I ever went to, um, it was like Titan, Titan games in Villa park and, um, and Dion, like Dion was there. And I remember like the first time I met Dion and I remember like we were talking about corn horn, um, and how I was like, yeah, I could love corn horns. Like, well, if you're gonna fly corn horn, like you need to have an FCS, like here's, here's an altered FCS. And I just remember like that feeling of like, like this is amazing um and so to have an opportunity to 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 pay that to pay that forward is just for me it's i mean it's a blast i've met i've met so many amazing people um like through i mean through that and so i think another i mean a big piece to that is like when folks bring i mean like all i mean alt art whether it's cards or tokens i mean you really you really have an opportunity to i mean tap like just to form a i mean yeah. a great friendship um, so like when you cross paths again, it's like, like, that's the guy that like, that's the guy that, that I met, um, like whether it's, I mean, whether it's a convention or a store champ is, I mean, it, those, those things make a difference. And I know like, even now, like when I still get stuff, it's like, for me, it's like, there's just, there's an excitement because like, it reminds you that there's, there's a really amazing community and that we do such a, an amazing job of supporting one another and making sure that like, when you're going to an event, whether it's small or big, that, um, that it really does make, make a difference in what makes and the X-Wing community is as great as it is. Yeah, the community has, has, has carried this game on its back through the pandemic. I mean, I really don't even want to know what what X-Wing, if, if we even have, what, what an X-Wing would look like. Um, it would be non-existent. What the, what the oh. game would look like, right, without mm-hmm. uh, the support. Yeah, no, I agree with him. Without the support of Tabletop. Lord knows AMG isn't and, doing it. <laughs> the online X-Wing for uh, about two years. I mean, I really don't know. Um, we, what the game would have looked like with people getting back into it and staying with it. And I, I certainly want to acknowledge that, that the community has did a yeah. big part um, holding things together during COVID when we had no events, there was no official price support. There were no mentions of uh, future official events just because there were a lot of uncertainties and just having people that we trusted to turn to who, you know, day in, day out would put together leagues and put together tournaments and, um, especially Dion with Gold Squadron, and you know, basically having their own kind of world's championship online during COVID uh, with hundreds of people from all over the place. I mean, those are all things that I think are certainly reasons as to yeah. why we're here right now and why I think the game is, you know, continuing to move forward. Say what you will about what you feel about the direction of the game. I mean, it, it, we're here because of a lot of factors, and I certainly want to acknowledge that. I think that's yeah. one of the bigger ones for sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I'd go as far as to say the game would be completely dead, but 
Um, we don't know, but it's just it, it's was a big played a big yeah, role. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember when I first started playing X Wing and having my cardboard, you know, templates, and then seeing everybody had these cool like frosted templates and like these cool cases and these awesome um template trays and i'm like immediately i'm like where'd you get that i want one of my own i'd like go on i'm like i want chicago themed colors the fact that i got to pick all the colors and there's just so many great ways to unite um through the game and i certainly think price support and unofficial components is one of the most exciting and coolest aspects of the game yeah uh, manny how about you what's what's your experience Oh yeah. Um honestly, it was Fretzy. I probably would not be in this game right now because um I believe by the second or third week that I got into the game, I was already looking at Etsy and buying like a hundred dollar templates and like cases to hold all my stuff. I mean, I get compliments uh for my uh, black and blue uh 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 template set and it's just like a way to 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 uh to uh, separate myself from the average player i guess um yeah show i mean it's a cool Make your, way i guess like uniqueness right uh, yeah exactly um and like and i like with custom cards it's like a nice little exclusive gift right that you can look back on and and just remember like the tournaments and know that yeah uh that i was a part of this and it's yeah. a fun memory. Yeah, I I just wanted to say that when when I first got into to X Wing Two, um, I I thought the alternate art cards were so cool. I, I remember I showed up my first game uh, at Nick's place, and I had Countess Ryad, and then you just gave me her world's alt art card. Because you said that you had an extra and you're like, oh, here, <laughs> here's like, like use this. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I can't believe that I have, you know, I just started playing this game. Now I have this like cool alternate art card. I started jamming her into lists because I had the alternate art card. Um, and, and now too, with all and I had a three printer. So I was super excited to get to start printing stuff. Um, I've been making dial covers because I feel like that's like the one thing that um because everyone kind of has their own focus tokens and acrylic stuff. But uh, uh, so I wanted to something because X-Wing for me has kind of been like that Taylor Swift experience where when Swifties meet each other, they give each other uh, the friendship bracelets. <laughs> and I love going to tournaments and, and Steven, you know, you, you turned me on to that too, where you get to just show up at a table when you meet your opponent, like, Hey, here's like a gift, you know, from, from my shop. They usually have something in return or they have a sticker from, from their city that they're in and their store which is so great Um, or printing like token trays when I meet new players and as a way to organize all of the little cardboard components, because you know, when I first started showing up, it's always the card, all the cardboard in a Ziploc bag, you got to dump it out and spend 10 minutes organizing it. So just having something to organize it there is so helpful. And, you know, it's cool when you get to put your own spin on it. Uh, Nick, you gave me my first set of acrylic templates. And I thought like, that's when I was like, Oh, now I'm like ready for tournaments. Like now I feel like I'm at a point where I'm a tournament player. Um, the And of all the competitive games that I've played, X-Wing has had by far the best prize support. The fact that you just get prizes for showing up, I think is great. The Usually when I go to events, uh, when they have competitive, like a prize wall for tickets, 
and and even you know at like worlds and stuff like that whenever other games have prize wall for tickets they're usually you have to grind a lot and kind of like at chuck e cheese all of the good stuff seems completely out of the price range of what you would be able to to do to get it um and even at Adepticon, all both Adepticons have been to, both Gen Cons I've been to, like the really cool prizes were completely affordable. Um, getting the alternate like Dice's jet last Gen Con was so cool. It's like stuff like that that keeps me coming back. Um, uh, grinding out tickets that to get the Inferno Squad uh, templates when I was playing Empire List, like I I just thought that was like some of the coolest stuff. Um, Will in our game, I gave him a, a dial cover. He gave me a range one ruler back. And uh, so it's that stuff like that, that one, I think it keeps players engaged, kept me engaged. I I love hoarding X-Wing components and prizes and the more unique they are, the better. Um, I love putting, yeah. you know, Steven's great like plastic cards on the table. I like using all the alternate art cards over some of like the mainstream stuff if, if I have it. Because I think it's just really cool to to personalize that stuff yourself, and well, then also I love sharing. Colfax had uh, Dutch Vanderlind yes. and the R three one two astromech yeah, cards in his list, which is pretty fun. Seeing your yeah your cards yeah. in people's lists, yeah, cool. and it's just cool to give something back. You know, just just that friendly gesture just makes that community come together even more, which I absolutely love. And then the raffles also help people stick around, not not drop after like the two. Um. Also, yeah, the, exactly. Man, yeah, we've been to so many games playing. where people just hand paint ships and that are really cool, and they bring them like uh, to give to give away. Like that's the other thing too is, what um all the the store championships I've been to is everybody's been so generous, just you know even donating stuff to to for prizes, which has been really cool to see too. Yeah. But so Absolutely. speaking of our experiences and, and getting all these components, especially when we were a new player think we're ready to move on to the main topic of you know yeah. our experiences we touched into a, a little bit last episode but we're gonna dive in a little deeper on our new player experiences what some of the hardest parts about staying in the game have been and why does it seem like there might be less new players at events or if that's you know what's happening so we can kick it off with the first topic um and I'd say just Manny, since we'll start with you where we did last time, since you are the, the newest player around us, even though I wouldn't consider you a new player. Uh, it's all right. I guys, I still consider myself a new He's player. Freaking noob. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. And uh, he flew. I mean, just this past week, he, he kicked my butt. So I only fly one faction and one chassis. I'm a new player. <laughs> I, that does not mean new player to me at all. There are so many great players that they just know how to fly that one faction so well. And I think that's a valid strategy in X-Wing. Um, but getting back on topic, I guess, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to prevent you from self-deprecating. <laughs> uh, what has been the hardest part about staying with the game for however long you've been in? Okay, so, I mean... To- oh, God, I'm, I don't go on a very long rant. <laughs> no, I'm not. Really- I'm not. No, no, because okay. like, it hasn't been hard at all. It hasn't been no, hard at all. I mean, like, because <laughs> I was going to do like, I'm sorry. Like, it hasn't been hard at all just because of the community that, that uh, I found. Honestly. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Stay out again. You completely broke up. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, it hasn't really been that hard just because I was able to to uh, stumble upon a community that is passionate about the game. 
and the com and the community is probably the main reason why I keep coming back. Um, uh, I mean, if it wasn't for Nick and the whole three one two crew, I probably would not be playing this game as frequently as I currently am. Um, so yeah, I guess the hardest part for new players is trying to find the community. Uh, I feel we can definitely do a better job at just at just trying to reach newer players at the whole outreach process. But uh yeah. What about uh, like, you know, you know how you that feeling when you start a, a new job and like all the excitement and like also the the anxiety and the you're learning a lot and you know getting to know your coworkers and kind of like there's a little bit more of a freshness to you versus like you know, fast forward a year or two years or however long and you start to feel not only are you accustomed, but maybe you're feeling a little burnt out. So like after with how long you've been playing since you were were a brand new player to now, what do you think is what what is there anything that keeps you from is there anything is there any sense of burnout or anything like is it like meta related or is it just like because of life and you're balancing other things going on? Like if there were something that you would attribute to being a hard part about staying yeah. in wrestling right now what would that be uh as of right now it's definitely so if i oh here if a game wants passion for me i also need to see some passion and some action from from the from the developers and i'm just kind of nervous right now how we haven't really had any official announcements in a couple months and um just as a result like the lack of any updates like for points has just kind of taken has just kind of put x-wing in a bit of a backseat i mean um i, I have really i've been prioritizing more uh, like other hobbies like just climbing uh programming but like it's not like i'm done with the game it's just that it's now less prevalent in my life than uh, probably like let's say half a year ago so just like it's it needs to be it's i i mean it's like a give and take right um uh, the fact that we haven't really heard anything is the one thing that is um that is like the main reason why i'm not really excited to be playing right now even though i still like playing but yeah. it's not like i <laughs> jump out of bed uh, having yeah. to play X Wing on like, the afternoon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like Gro Groundhog's Day. You guys seen yeah. Groundhog's Day with Bill yeah. Murray? Yep. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like the the, the little bedside, like you know, Sunny and Cher, a little alarm going off, and instead of the hitting the alarm, it's just mm. three Arc One Seventies and Hod Solo. And every day <laughs> you get up, and it's three Arc One Seventies and Hod yeah. Solo. Like you know, it's like yeah, when you play with as a store, you you're, you'll play against or with different things. But and again, I think competitively, it yeah. certainly feels that way right now. And like again, I, w I mean, this would be um, more tolerable if I knew that there was going to be like there's a future date on when stuff I, is going to yeah. change. I was going to. Yeah. You don't have that. So it's just like, well, then, like, I don't know how long this is going to last. So, like, how long should I, uh, like, how long should yeah, I just keep up I, with I, I understand a lot of those points. I would say just to Nick. Yeah, like, a tweet would go a long way, to okay. be honest. Yeah, just more <laughs> communication from AMG in general. I think there's a lot of people that are feeling yeah. that way, for sure. I will say, though, yeah. as, as a, a new Resistance player, um, I feel like hopping out of bed hitting that alarm knowing there's going to be arcs and han uh bring it on i'll feast on that all day 
<laughs> yeah, so that's, oh, a, yeah, so that's, a, that's another important part about me is that I play the exact, the exact same thing over, but your time over and over hurt. again. If you're willing to experiment, <laughs> if you're willing to experiment, you'll you'll have you'll uh, be on the road for much yeah, longer it, than it, I am. So that that is a very important delusion. part. It's not point of delusion that Bill Murray has in the movie where he's kind of just so delusional about it. The ground I was going to say, Manny, though, your time is here. Matter. The time of five T-70s is here. It's They're they're winning cha- tournaments left and right. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Stephen? Like, what's something that that you think you struggle with right now? I mean, I, you are very optimistic, very... I love being able... I feel like you don't uh, you don't talk me off a cliff, per se, but when I'm feeling anxious about the way the game is, you certainly have an optimistic perspective. Sure. But if you were to say if you had to attribute something that maybe you feel um, has been a difficult or challenging aspect of keeping with X-Wing, you know, what would sure. you think it would be? I mean, I think it's... I guess, I mean, I mean, for, for the four of us, I think it's a little bit different. I think one of the things that, like, uh, man, when, when you were sharing... Um, like some like some of the frustrations you have right now, I mean, I'm um, in terms of communications. Like, I mean, if Adepticon comes and goes, there's none 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 new announcements of like this is what we're gonna get. Um, then the I mean, concern like concern bells will certainly go off for for me at that point. But I mean, I guess I mean looking from like the perspective of of a new player, and I know um, like the two stores that I go to, I mean. Uh, so fair game and Donner's Grove on, on Mondays and, and Dungeon Cat on, on Thursdays, um, like especially on Mondays, like we do have some some newer players, um, and like not everyone is like oh I need to go to the tournament I need to compete, um, and so like for them it's like for for like for them is like if they're excited about putting something on the table then like supporting them in that, yeah, um, and yeah. that like that you don't I mean this like. I mean, this past like this past tournament, like for the Windy City Trials, was like, I mean, you don't have to be like in try hard mode like every tournament. Uh, so it's like if there's something like, hey, I want to put this thing on the table because I think it's going to be fun. Then like le- like then leaning into that and and especially with newer players is is supporting them in that. That if there's, um, I know we have uh, one of our newer players, um, like she loves Harris Syndulla and wants to fly her in the VCX, and so like not be like, oh well, she's not staying like she's not available in standard play. It's like, if you want to fly an extended list, like, ha- like have at it. Um, and really just, I mean, encouraging that spark that if they enjoy playing the game, um, that like, if they wanted to, to pivot and it's like, oh, I'm really interested in flying in tournaments now, um, then like, then supporting that next step. But if it's just someone's like, hey, like I want it, like I want to go to my local game store um, on, a, on a weekday night, and put and, and move some plastic spaceships because like I love these ships because it's Star Wars. Um, then like really just I mean su- supporting that and I think I mean from from the competitive standpoint like it's always such a hard balance because I mean like for some players if, if you see like oh they're they're on the cusp like I really want to get into tournament play um, is like um, supporting them in that but if it's a player that that's that's not where they're at then like. You know, I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna take a step back. But like, I want to, um, like, teach, like, to teach and encourage, like, their, like, what it is that they're interested in flying. And if they wanted to take that next step, then, then supporting them yeah. when they want to take that next step. But it's, but it's hard. And, and I think that's always one of those things where, like, I guess for me, it's like I can remember when I first started playing. Is like at first, it was like, oh, I just, I want to put the Star Wars Rebel ships on the table. 
Um, and then after a while, it's like, oh, like, like if I want to win stuff, then I probably have to like look at, look at some different look at some different ships. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it would have been one of those things where like if when I first started, it's like I just really want to put these ships on the table, and so like if the experienced players like at the store were like, no, well that's not competitive. Um, it's like they were like, oh, like like they like they encouraged me with with what I wanted to fly. And then I kind of grew into like, oh, I, like I want to be a tournament player as well. And then learning yeah, what are the, the right support system yep. when you're new exactly. and, and green. Yeah. I mean, speaking of newer players, like store, store, store champs are more likely to foster newer players for their events um, because it's, you know, those are the same stores that people have their local nights at, like you pointed out, the ones that you go to in the suburbs. And, but uh, I've, I've noticed um, what seems to be, I'm not at every single larger event, but it's what it seems to be a dip in new players playing in the bigger, like, you know, grand or national level events. Um, I remember LVO, the the first two LVOs I went to, there were people I would that would introduce I would introduce myself to or would introduce themselves to me who were like brand new that had been playing for maybe a couple of months. And, you know, I, I think that maybe that level of intimidation is there um when you're brand new and you maybe you're not getting the kind of support or encouragement or just a community in general so you feel like going to that competitive event or that big event where you have to travel or play with 50 60 other people i think now more than ever they're probably feeling a little more intimidated because of how the game is now and how much it's changed and i think they're jumping in at a time where it's a little bit more complicated and nuanced and I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on uh, new players playing at competitive tournaments. Yeah. The, oh, 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 I, yeah, I go was ahead, going Andrew. to say, yeah, I, th I think that there, there's definitely a level of intimidation on making that next step when you're playing competitively. I know for me, one of the biggest intimidating factors for the new game, it was not necessarily, like, I didn't care about losing. Uh, I cared about looking foolish or also uh bumping not understanding you know triggers making rules violations and i just wanted to make sure that i had the basics down first before i wanted to like jump into a tournament because i know when it goes from like your store casual rules it, it's a lot it's a lot more casual taking stuff back you know uh forgetting maybe like um vader his his triggers i mean it's a very complicated game just with the the way that things work knowing that vader has to do a scenario action before he does the other actions on the the build it yourself vader you know showing up at a tournament and then being like oh i'm gonna focus and then claim the objective and then being like oh you can't because of order of operation you missed the you know the trigger stuff like that so i think like making that next step to competitive all of that, all that little stuff for me is what is like where the real intimidation is at. And I feel like for new players, that's, I think, going to be a lot. I feel a lot of new players would also feel that too. So I guess like another thing that I don't know, I mean, because like store championships, like I don't have to, I don't have to travel to them, uh, which means that like I don't have to, to pay, like, I mean, I don't have to worry about like transportation costs and, and hotel and lodging costs that like if i can just stay like relatively close to home and still have a chance at a, like at a world's invite that like i think that might be i mean some of the dip as to like why i mean some of the larger conventions have typically had more players that like for some folks it's like oh uh, like 
I can just stay at home and like save time and money. It's and, expensive. Um, as as well as well as like spouse points because I mean it's it's also one of those things where it was like oh like um like honey I'm gonna be gone all weekend. It's like well um maybe not. Whereas just like I'm just gonna go to the store down the road. It's like eh, like that's that feels like more feasible like feasible and doable. And I mean it, it is like because it's like the first year where store championships have provided like, Oh, you can, you can get a world's invite. Um, I think a lot of people find like that, like, well, I don't have to travel to do that anymore. So like, I that's just a good point. I home. mean, yeah. Cause that's a great point. It's expensive when you factor in travel, usually you have to stay in a hotel and then also the con the conventions itself minimum, like 45 to $70 for a badge. You know, yeah, and all that. Unless it's Gen Con, I think I think I spent what was it, a hundred and thirty or one fifty or something on the all the full weekend for Gen Con. Yeah, crazy. that's around yeah. that price, like one hundred fifty. Um, right. Yeah. So I mean, and and that went up over last year too. So yeah, yeah, it did. That's definitely a barrier for new, if new, brand new players. Probably yep. that's a yeah. lot of barriers for them. That's a lot of time. And, and if you don't have a hotel by April, you're oh, basically man. out of luck. It's true, but that's a good point. I mean, um, I think I think yeah, that no. yeah, the fact that you don't have to go to large tournaments anymore to secure that invite that you can do that from your local store championship has definitely impacted attendance of the bigger events for sure. And, and I say like for most newer players, is like I mean, going into the tournaments, like oh, like this is going to be fun. Yes. Um, and like and especially here, it's like I mean, like when you, like especially if you've gone to a few of them, it's like you you figure out like well, like these are. Like these are some of the best player, like I mean, some of the best players in, in, in all of X Wing, and they're right here, like they're right here in my in my backyard. Um, it's like I'm content just to hang out here until I feel like like I have a more stable footing. That like going to a convention would 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 mean like oh I have a like I have a good chance of of of, of getting that world's invite or like or even just oh like I'm I'm going to be able to get some some of that extra sweet sweet prize support. Um, where it's just like that, like that cost and time is, is then yeah. feels worth it. But um, I guess like, I mean, Nick, you had mentioned before that like, we're just, I feel like we're really spoiled here in the Chicagoland area that there's, there's so yeah, many absolutely. tournaments. Um, and then you really do get to, to row bubbles with, I mean, I mean some, of, some of the best players yeah. in the community. I will say one yeah, less barrier for entry to get into the tournaments is the new starter sets, being able to have a somewhat playable, competitive experience like right out of the box i think if they keep continuing to release those for different factions that will help a lot because when i first got into mm -hmm. it i started with only building lists with the ships i had and that was really limiting i didn't have anything that was competitive or meta so i had to buy into something new and then and then after that then it was you know flying like the the theme list and stuff are fun but if i wanted to win then i would have to start actually thinking about what is competitive yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the course that's helped helped out. Yeah, pretty big with that. Yeah, fingers crossed and getting some more. Um, yeah, look for the other factions, please. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I do want to continue. This is a, a larger conversation. We're going to continue, but I do want to be mindful of of our time. We have one more segment. We can to be can power through yeah. here. If you guys any, if you have any final words but we can otherwise continue that conversation in our next yeah, episode as well absolutely. which is the plan um so let's do a rapid fire break it or buy it so break it or buy it for those of you guys our favorite segment we like to take a uh, a chassis 
in the game for a specific faction, usually. Um, in this case, we're going to go into Extended. Uh, we're going to pick the Upsilon shuttle to talk about. I laid out three pilots. Uh, but Break It or Buy It, what, essentially what it is, is you take one of these pilots for the chassis that we have laid out, and you pick if you would break it and change something fundamental about its dial, its stats, its ability, their, the pilot's ability, or if you would buy it with everything being the same, but you would you could even change the price. So we're, we have three pilots for the Upsilon shuttle. Of course, this is a first order uh, ship, one that I, I'm surprised that we never got reprinted through the existence of 2.0 no. even to now. It's just kind of something that, uh, like the Lambda, is not something that exists in a black box um, for some reason. Um, I have Captain Cardinal, Lieutenant Dormitz, and Major Striden as the three pilots. So um, I I can have the three of you guys uh, each do one um, if sure. that's the way you want to do it. Um, Steven, yeah. of course, being our guest, I can have him start. Steven, do you want to pick one of those three pilots to do? I do. Um, so I was, as I was looking at these, Lieutenant Dormitz feels, yeah. feels like he could be quite good. Um, so his... Uh, um, so he's a... Initiative two, and it like for the set of phase after you replace other friendly small ships can be placed anywhere in play in the play area at range zero to two of you, and like if you surround him with like I mean four tie FOs, um so if you were to put like Scorcher DT, um Midnight Malaris and uh, Lieutenant Gaelic, all of a sudden it's like round ones like well they're gonna be in your face that feels all kinds of good, um and like, and then he can just kind of trail in behind, and so it's like if you're engaged yeah. with a bunch of Tie Fighters, it's like well you're gonna have to deal with them, and then all of a sudden like coming up like coming up the next round is a um a four like a four dice gun, um yeah that feels that feels all kinds of good um but yeah it's, I mean, absolutely a combination of like Mac Pulse or cluster missiles and like ion ion cannon is just like that's that's a lot of firepower and um. Yeah, yeah. When I looked at that, it's like there. I feel like there's a lot of fun, fun play mechanics that that could happen with that. And even though he's like yeah. the most expensive of the three, eight um, points. Yeah, eight points. But like when you can surround him with, I mean, four Tie Fighters that that can certainly do do some serious damage. Um, that feel that feels quite like could be quite fun and potentially potentially good in the right hands. And why don't you, Stephen, really quick, just read off their the the chassis stats for me? Sure. You know, attack and the dial. Yeah, absolutely. Before we go so, into breaker by. Yeah, so Lieutenant Dormance is initiative two, um, four dice, uh, four attack dice, one agility. So even one agility, like I forgot that they had that. So that's quite good. Um, six hull, six shields. Um, yeah, the the maneuver dial, it's got a zero stop, which feels pretty good. Um, like blue maneuvers are the one, one, two straight, two banks. Um, the one banks and three banks are white. The two turns are white. And then the one turns and three turns are red. Um, you know, historically, it's like, I mean, if you get behind it, then it's, I mean, bad news bears. But um, when you got a bunch of other shit, like a bunch of other ships that you're going to have to engage, it's like that, that might not, like you might be able to, to move them in a way that um, less likely for that to happen. Um, so, yeah, that feels like it could be a really fun ship. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So Lieutenant Dormus at eight points right now with 20 loadout. Would you break it or buy it? Um, I mean, 20 loadout feels quite good. I mean, he's got, I mean, three clue, three crew slots, two tech slots, two sensor slots, and then a cannon upgrade. I don't know how often you would use the cannon upgrade. And then, um, and then a mod slot. So, I mean, you, you could find a lot of, I mean, 
a lot of combinations ac across those. Um, and like a a support ship that also like can punch you pretty hard in the face feels feels pretty good. I say with the cannon, the the ship ability is while you perform a cannon attack, you can roll an additional die. So if, I, I think ion cannon would be the one yeah. that. You oh wow! So ion cannon four dice. Ion cannon, yeah. Heavy heavy laser. At yeah, but five. Um, good luck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if someone's yeah, if someone, the if someone's, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. I mean, here's the thing so, though. It does. It's a good control piece because you can guarantee a ship is not going to be in that bullseye. So it does. It's good board control, I guess. Just the threat of rolling a five die attack is pretty yeah. good. So what do you think? Would you make him? Would you make him cheaper, or would you change his ability? That would be making him cheaper. Is buying it? Changing the ability or anything fundamental with yeah. with the I mean, card would the, be breaking. I mean, it. his pilot ability seems. I mean, I mean that's the thing that is, I think is the most attractive about him. Um, I mean, I guess it's, I mean it's hard to it's hard to gauge because like I mean we haven't seen one of these on the table in such a long time. If it's if eight points is the right is the right amount, um, but I don't know. It's I mean I know for for packs that they're going to have a um, an extended tournament. So like fingers crossed that we like. Um, that there might be an ups like an upsilon on the on the table because that like yeah that would be all kinds of fun because I mean I can remember I mean back in back in I mean 2.0 where um like double upsilons was quite was was quite good and now you can put I mean one in, in four ships that can that can hit quite hard and have good control pieces like that just feels um that feels all kinds of good. So you're gonna keep him at eight? Just gonna, gonna buy it as it. is? I'm gonna buy him as is. Um, okay. I would definitely give it a shot and. Um, like, yeah, I'm gonna keep him right, right where he's at. Cool. All right. Next up, uh, Manny, you want to do Captain Cardinal or Major Striden? I will take Striden. All Go right. Um. Uh. So his effect is while you coordinate or resolve the effect of one of your upgrades, you may treat friendly ships at range two to three as being at range zero or range one all right oh that's definitely interesting uh he uh he has 13 loadout he has seven points and he is an i4 uh okay just taking a look at the effect again i'm trying to think of what what you'd be most taking advantage uh, of with this yeah same so while you perform a white coordinate action you can treat it as red if you do you may coordinate two additional ships of the same type each uh, ship you coordinate must perform the same action, treating that as red, because I think the resolved effect would allow you to coordinate at range three. Um, and because you're doing that, uh, yeah, because it says when you treat uh, when you do one of your resolve effect, one of your upgrades, you may treat it at yeah two to three being as range zero one at range zero to one. So you could coordinate from um, farther. You could also do the sensor buoy sweep and targeting synchronizer. So targeting synchronizer while a friendly ship at range one to two performs an attack against the target you have locked. That ship ignores the attack, the target lock attack requirement. Sensor buoy suite um, if, before you you place the two sensors beyond range two of any edge. Before you engage, you can acquire a lock on a ship at range zero to one of a friendly sensor buoy. So you can also then extend the range of that from uh, from one to two to uh, one to three from zero to three so you can also give that a, a, a benefit to ships if they have ordinance but haven't taken a target lock 
There's huh. a lot. It sounds like there's so, a lot of wombo combo. Uh, Commander, <laughs> that's, that's a lot Mauer of stuff. As well, the there is a limit on it though. Is uh, while a friendly non-limited ship at range zero to one performs a primary attack, that ship may re-roll one blank result, and then if it does, the attack does not hit. You can flip the card. Um, and then on the backside, it's perfected. While you perform an attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you must convert all eyeballs to or all focus results to hit results and gain one stress token. Then, if you have two or more stress, you suffer one damage. So that one though requires a non-limited ship, which means a generic. Uh, oh. And um, I just don't know how many of those you're going to put in your list, but it does give rerolls to generics, to all of them, while any friendly, it's a two to three. So maybe is there an interesting swarm upside to generics? Yeah, I mean, with generics, I, 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 yeah, I would. I, I don't even th- think about generics anymore. It was the John Ham yeah. from uh, Mad Men. The, like, I don't even down, think about down, it at all. And like the downside generics. is, if any of your generics miss, they lose that reroll ability. Because when it flips, it now has the new ability, which is not yeah. as good. Stephen, what what would people run in the like like what are some some more popular upgrades that you could use Stride's ability with? Did anything come to mind? Man, maybe, maybe we're all just a little perplexed. I, like I, I just <laughs> definitely didn't yeah, see a lot of major Stride in. <laughs> Oh, like I'm trying to think, you basically have to start with abilities that are two to three related, range two to three related, and then you could shift it to being zero to one, or rather, yeah, because uh, Fo has a lot of enemy ship abilities, but not too much friendly ship ones, <laughs> which is a lot for this ability, like to to do around it. Like it seems kind of silly, but sure, you could do that. Okay, so yeah, coordinating ability. It seems like that's what Stride wants to do is, you know, TLDR coordinate. <laughs> so, Manny, would you break or buy? Bro, I'm lost the sauce with this. <laughs> 13 uh, loadout. I'm, I'm going to throw it to Andrew. Throw this to Andrew. I'm more prepared on this one. Uh, uh, yeah, Manny, you can take Andrew. Uh, Captain... Copy my homework, but don't make it look like you're copying. <laughs> you take Captain Cardinal. Uh, the, so, yeah, I guess with, with Major Striden... I'm I'm picking up a big like swarm option with this guy because uh, with Hux it cares about having the same the same ship type so I'm feeling like a lot of FO fighters or maybe even going like two bombers three FO but whatever it is it, it it's more it's going to be more of a swarm variety so I don't think. The loadout, because if you're taking Hux is only three points, the targeting synchronizer is only three points, and the sensor buoy is only is four points. And if this is a big coordinating ship, yeah. I don't think the loadout is the issue. Um, I am going like maybe you could even do like I mean Kylo Whirlwind and Nightfall all in the whis- like cool. all in the whisper. That could be uh, that's pleasant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I would honestly say uh definitely buy it for because so here's the crazy okay so if you buy it for wait buy buy an upsilon shuttle at no 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 points. i mean at six yeah like four points buy at six points uh I'm like you're gone for the podcast yeah, i was like where it for uh all epsilons <laughs> five epsilons uh at four uh 
no, because uh, it's the same chip type too. If you have five upsilon, uh, no, I I would I would buy it six points, um, and then you could you could even go the generic uh, seven oh nine Legion Ace, and then use Malrus uh, two with General Hux. So then they get rerolls. Oh my god, um, that no, that's just me goofing. But no, I think I think you can go an FO swarm. I would take it. At, I would buy it six points for sure. Okay. Not not for let the record show. I would not absolutely take it at four points. <laughs> uh, I think everyone you would just see you would see major stride that's, in that is, that is just absolute blasphemy. Absolutely yes, on every you would table. See major stride in meta if it was four points is right. what would happen. <laughs> yeah, that major stride <laughs> meta that can't evolve because it was extended. Dormitz is like, yep, all the upsilons are four points. We're gonna throw yeah. five of them down. The bizarre. Okay, let's just say only major stridens <laughs> at four points. All the other upsilons are at seven and eight. Uh, you would it would be the new Han. It would still be the new Han. You would see you would see upsilons on that would be the new ship you gotta handle. Um, but no, I would say six points is. I think it would be it would be really you could do some cool ship combos at six points because there's there's a lot going on yeah. at, at four points. So it neatly fits in with some of the 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 bombers. Right. Um, like some of the ones that like like grudge at four points even breach at five if it was six it makes it a little easier than to fit in that three points for malaris and some of the cool like the fo's that are all three points so i think that one yeah. thing with the fo list building that's kind of awkward is that everything is odd but some of the good ships are like even points so you get this weird it could be nine like a 19 or like a 21 point list i think six points mm-hmm if you made stride and six and maybe like a generic six, that would give you some of the op- options to build some different like loadouts within that. I don't know. What is, how does everybody think? No, I, but I agree. I mean, loadouts I, fine. I think we, uh, I, th- yeah, six points. Why not? Um, captain, captain Cardinal is the last, uh, pilot. Manny gets one more opportunity to copy some homework here. <laughs> Go again. So, uh, Let's do let's do Captain Cardinal at seven points with twelve loadout while you read his ability. All right, cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so his effect is while a friendly ship at range one to uh, one to two with lower initiative than you defends or performs an attack. If you have at least a one charge, that ship may reroll one focus result. Uh, after destroy oh, after an enemy ship at range zero three is destroyed, lose one charge. Yes, two charges non recurring. Oh yeah, those of you yeah. At home, we're two wondering. charges. Okay. Um. All right. I, I gotta be honest. I don't know anything about FO, so like, I don't think I can make an accurate judgment. No, that's, I, that's fine. Based, I can help you out based on the size of like the ship alone. I'm not taking it. <laughs> Jeez. Well, so it has to be lower initiative. So we're talking about I3 yeah. or below. Yeah, man, which... Like... Yeah, yeah, which is kind of brutal. It's like, like yeah, you're going to get initiative even... killed pretty easily. Mew, Muse is an I2. Oh, hello, Muse. How are you? Muse meta. Not only is it a, a good band, but Muse might also... Uh, it could appear as in the FO, maybe playing some Muse music. Um, yeah. TN three four six five. I mean, there's just it, it, a lot of these um, FOs are I four and above, though. 
Generics would have a field day. So as as Andrew is clamoring for the generic meta, we could be entering one with Captain Cardinal. Um, Rush? Yeah, because I think the only uh, the only FO ship that I can think of that's in initiative three or lower that, that sees table is Whirlwind. Uh-huh. Rush. Rush and is that, a good point, though. It starts Andrew, off as an I-2. Yeah. And, and, and you get rerolls, and yeah. then if you shoot Rush, then he becomes an I-5. Or an I-6, I mean. Avenger is an I-3 as well. How exciting. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 conditional. Um I I just with it's not what's only available. conditional, it's uh you're re-rolling focus results. And as as you win, you <laughs> don't get <laughs> to do blocks. that. Yeah. Um so it's it's kind of doing what it's, yeah, it's, it's it's working it's against what you want to be doing. I think I'm gonna step in for this yeah. one really quick, if that's cool, Manny. I uh, am going no, go so right ahead. seven points at twelve load. I'm gonna say break it, change the ability. You can re-roll blank results and change it so that I fours and below get to re-roll blank result. Keep it at the same price as seven points. Uh, I'd even drop the loadout down actually because that ability yeah. ends up being pretty good once you make those changes. I dropped the loadout to like eight or nine. So. Uh, yeah, Steven. Yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on Captain Cardinal? I mean, I think if we make all the changes that, that, that Nick has suggested, yeah. uh, I think that's pretty good because then you can still fit uh, General Hawks and uh, like sort of slap on some deuterium power cells for him to live a little bit longer. Um, or even sensor high. buoys. Um, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're getting the, the target locks. Uh, and then if you do that with targeting synchronizer... Well, I probably don't even need targeting synchronizer. Just get the sensor buoys, and then you get to re-roll. Yeah. So, oh, oh, uh, one of well, uh, would you say a friendly ship, or would you say uh, each other friendly ship? Can he do it to himself? Oh, certainly. So it would be it would be each other friendly ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each other friendly ship. Um, it's his range went zero. Range one to two. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would make it interesting too because I know I realize what I've done with changing this. I would make it so that only ships at range two could do this, just to make it really weird I've, for the hell of it. Not range one, but only ships at range get two. So many judge calls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> it's already a nightmare scenario. Because, oh man, because you'd have to measure like, yeah, no, that's going to be a nightmare. Because like, it's like, oh well, you're. Yeah. By a hair, it would be yeah, so funny. Gonna, though. They gotta take out those range rulers, the clear range rulers. Yeah, let's let's whip out. It's it's all a part of the uh, acrylic scheme to get more <laughs> range rulers printed. The the changes to Captain Cardinal. I'm much more privy to Captain Cub after all. So, I'll leave it with that terrible joke. Uh, so, guys, just a, a heads up for those of you at home clamoring for some more official events that uh, beyond store champs that are happening near you. Pax Unplugged is happening on December 1 through 3 when this comes out. Uh, this episode comes out. It'll just be a few days away. I know Steven will be there. So if you see Steven, yeah. say hi to him. It'll be great to um, see you all. Yeah. Uh, so that is there are multiple events, including an extended store champ type event happening at Pax. And then Andrew and I will be at LVO, yes. which is January 18 through 21st. Uh, if you see Absolutely. us there, say hello. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, Andrew, if you want to take us away with our Absolutely. with our outro here, so thank you everyone for listening to this episode. We want to thank Stratastrike for partnering with us. 
You can buy a plethora of gaming components for X-Wing, like the wood template trays, objective tokens, and more. You can use the discount code 312SQUADRON for 15% off your purchase, which that's super nice. Uh, Be sure to follow us on Twitch to catch us live, including our final episode recording of the year. Catch edited content on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and of course, jump into the conversation with us directly in our Discord server. Until next time, I'm Andrew Kuba. I'm Nick Sperry. I'm Steven Weiland. I'm Emmanuel. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays, guys.